If you admit your guilt, you will be in jail for 90 days. But if you don't, if we go through a trial and you're found guilty, you're going away for 10 years and maybe longer, because it's right out of the old Soviet Union. That's where we are. Happy Easter. Much Easter blessings to you and your family. From me, your brother James, and all of us here at the BCP Media Studios, we are a family operation, and we consider you our family as well. Please receive a big hug on this Easter Sunday. The Lord is risen, and all the promises made by Isaiah and all the old prophets were fulfilled when Jesus Christ was crucified and on the third day resurrected. Folks, I'm going to give you the latest Trump news in this episode. Uh, We've got several uh, Trump stories, including there are people within President Trump's inner circle that are leaking to the enemy. But is it the right move? I, I know that at first brush, the answer would be, of course it isn't. But it may be a little bit more complicated than that. We'll get into that. Uh, because there's just be there just is more to it perhaps than just that question and statement would like would, would lend you to believe. So we'll get into that, folks. We're also going to look at how this how evil our government is during this time of Easter. That'll be one of the first few stories. By the way, folks, all the stories are timestamped below. It is Easter. You want to be with your family. You may not be interested in every single story I'm going to be covering, and there's quite a few of them. So please go down below, find the story that you want to zero in on. It's all timestamp below. Okay, so let's get into this. Let me fire up the news machine and let's get started. All right, once again, folks, we're going to go through a lot of stories. So use the timestamps below to zero in on the ones that are of most interest to you. All right, let me get into this horrific horrific story, the evil government and their actions during Easter. Congressman Mike Lawler tweeted out Friday night, this is a disgraceful act during Holy Week and needs to be rectified immediately. As a practicing Catholic, the anti-Catholic bigotry that permeates our government and society is alarming. And then he tagged the Department of Veteran Affairs, the Department of Defense and the President of the United States. Now, I don't know about anti-Catholic bigotry in the government per se. I mean, we do have folks that say they're Catholic that I know my Catholic brothers and sisters, whom I love very dearly, kind of cringe, you know, like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and their rabid support of things that Catholics don't support, like abortion and other things. Two-thirds of our Supreme Court is Catholic. But I think we can, what I'm trying to say here, folks, is I think we can universalize this. The bigotry against Christians, those who believe in Christ, is a full-on assault by the government. Because they're a bunch of Satanists, Luciferians, evil, vile, wicked, sons and daughters of the fork-tongue liar himself, Lucifer the Fallen. Whether they are Outright Satanists, some of them are folks. I know it's, that's not, it's not tinfoil hat stuff. Some of them really are Satanists. And others, just by the philosophies that they follow, make them Satanists. 
but this is just pure evil. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA released a statement about the barring of priests from Holy Name College. Walter Reed, the uh, medical facility, uh, military medical facility in Bethesda, Maryland. My father was a corpsman uh, at Walter Reed years ago. This is what happened. Walter Reed National Military Medical Center has issued a cease and desist order to Holy Name College, a community of Franciscan Catholic priests and brothers who have provided pastoral care to service members and veterans at Walter Reed for nearly two decades. The government's cease and desist order directed the Catholic priest to cease any religious services at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. This order was issued as Catholics entered Holy Week. Folks, it was dated. It was dated as of like March thirty first. They couldn't. They couldn't let it extend through April. Let's say the the contract or whatever, folks. This is, or maybe it's because John Fetterman left. I don't know. The timing left Walter Reed. I don't know. The, the, I don't think it has anything to do with John Fetterman. But that's an, another interesting thing in the timing. Going into Holy Week, but it gets worse, folks. It's not just that. Check this out. The most sacred days of the Christian faith in which they participate, uh, remembering Jesus' passion and leading their church to celebrate the resurrection on Easter morning. The Franciscan contract for Catholic pastoral care was terminated on March 31st and awarded to a secular defense contracting firm that cannot fulfill the statement of work in the contract. A secular contracting firm that can't issue pastoral services. So my Catholic brothers and sisters in Walter Reed who serve this country and have a First Amendment right to freedom of religion are being denied that. And the salt in the wound is that it the contract went to a secular defense contracting firm that can't and won't and is unable to, once again, as a for-profit secular contracting firm provide religious pastoral services. Man, the attack against Christianity. Uh, folks, it's just going to increase. Read the Bible. Read the scriptures. In the last days, things are going to get tougher for the followers of Christ. Happy Easter. Big hug to all of y'all. That's heartfelt. Okay. Let's get into the Trump news, but we're going to segue into it with this. <laughs> this is good. Okay. So if you recall, news, we, we got news this, this week that the judge, Marishan, who is who is presiding over President Trump's bogus, yet again, 34 felony count indictment that his daughter was a progressive who worked for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and their campaigns, and that this may have bias against President Trump. Also, a few days later, we broke this, the story was broken, and I reported that not only that, but the judge had donated money to Democrats, Democrat um, causes, Democrat candidates, and to anti-Trump, specifically anti-Trump and Republican political uh, action committees or organizations with a stated mission of being anti-Trump and anti-MAGA. Okay? So, th that's a little background. And, of course, 
the progressive daughter of judge presiding over Donald Trump's hush money case in Manhattan, who worked for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and his swirling speculation of bias against the ex-president. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. His daughter... Lauren, 34, works with a progressive digital strategies firm, Authentic Campaigns. She was a digital director for Vice President Kamala Harris's 2020 presidential campaign and has worked for a slew of other Democratic campaigns. Okay. President Trump commented on this. I, I'll probably put a little introduction clip that has no uh, context at the very beginning of this episode to reel you into wanting to know what this is all about. Let me uh, let let's go let's go and 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 listen and watch this clip now. Fifty six seconds. This is what President Trump said on Tuesday when he got back to Mar-a-Lago after the sham thirty four count indictment. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump hating judge with a Trump hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign, and a lot of that. We recently had another trial, and the same judge told the fine man who worked for me for many, many years that if you admit your guilt, you will be in jail for 90 days. But if you don't, if we go through a trial and you're found guilty, you're going away for 10 years and maybe longer which for a 75-year-old man with a great family really means life. What the prosecutors and judge did to that man, I will never forget, because it's right out of the old Soviet Union. That's where we are. And this is... All right, so President Trump is right about that, right? We, we talked about this earlier this week, so I'm not going to rehash that. But to put that in context, just in case you had not heard that quote, well... Guess who was all up in arms about this? Miss Sandy Cortez of New York. Saying, he is publicly intimidating a judge and pointing a spotlight on their family to his supporters, many of whom have admitted in court to committing violence in his name. Of course, she's talking about J6 protesters. He knows what he's doing. That's not all. She expounded on that. Because nothing says innocent like threatening a judge's family. Well, AOC, when you post things to the internet, they're there forever. So let's just remind you of your tweet on March 29th of last year. AOC, Clarence Thomas should resign or face impeachment over Weiss texts. I mean, literally. Because of, well, this is a post by the New York uh, Post, excuse me. This is a tweet by the New York Post last year. But isn't that interesting, AOC? Hmm, let's see. Uh, Calling attention, like President Trump did, to a Democrat operative who is a daughter of the judge, that's dangerous. But you blasting a Supreme Court judge... And telling him to face impeachment over his wife's text is okay? 
just that's that's example let me see what my calculator is uh that's example 327 million four hundred and thirty eight thousand and twelve of democrat hypocrisy but folks they're all in this together right they're all in this together big media big government and the marxists as that's happened look at this forbes article the other day Trump judge Juan Merchan has received threats amid attacks from ex-president and his allies. The judge overseeing the Manhattan criminal court case against former President Donald Trump has received an influx of threats in recent weeks, according to a source familiar with the situation. Of course, an unnamed source. Boy, has Forbes fallen, man. Boy, has Forbes fallen. As Trump and his allies have targeted the judge's previous oversight of a case against the Trump organization, along with his daughter's career as a Democratic campaign consultant. Oh, the horrors of facts that don't feel well when we are leftists with an agenda and it goes against our agenda. Oh, we're so offended by the fact that, yeah, the judge did oversee um, the Trump organization thing where he got uh, the, the CFO Weisselberg on... on um, on some BS charges. And yeah, his daughter is a Democrat campaign consultant. Oh, but facts are dangerous. And why do I highly doubt there's been an influx of threats in recent weeks? Unless, of course, those threats were by FBI or Fed operatives or CAA operatives, or maybe just maybe non-existent with maybe one or two from some wacko that, you know, that you're going to get no matter what. Craziness. All right, folks, uh, let's get into this Trump news, including Trump insiders leaking to the New York Times. First of all, let me remind you that it's not just what President Trump is facing in New York with these 34 felony indictment counts where we don't know what the underlying felony crime is. Georgia looms next after Trump's indictment in New York. That's right. I just want to remind you that President Trump is also facing this. And that this was being reported uh, Saturday, yesterday by the New York Times. Former President Donald J. Trump now faces a very different legal challenge in the culmination of a more than two-year Atlanta investigation into his alleged interference. The indictment of Trump in New York over hush money payments to uh, Stormy Daniels was a global spectacle with the former president. Okay, we'll forget about that. In Georgia, there's another criminal investigation of Mr. Trump nearing completion. This one also led by a local prosecutor, Fannie T. Willis of Fulton County. While nothing is certain, there are numerous signs that she may go big with a more kaleidoscope indictment charging not only Mr. Trump, but perhaps a dozen or more of his allies. Fannie Willis. Okay, I'm going to I'm I'm going to exercise my black privilege here. <sighs> Some Democrat folks just don't know they're on the de uh, on the plantation. Fannie Willis doing the bidding of white racist overlords. Same thing uh, being done or was done by uh, A.G. Braggs, Alvin Braggs as well. Very shameful, folks. The Democrat Party was and continues to be the party of slavery. And some folks just don't know that they're on the plantation still. Or maybe they're in the house and uh, they're cool with that. 
as long as they're in the house. I know, I know, I'm airing out the black community laundry here. But it's so funny how they've, uh, if you're new around here, I've been a conservative since I was 18 years old as a freshman at UC Berkeley. Okay, that I went in as a Democrat from a strong union family. I recognize the racism that comes from the liberal left. And some folks like Fannie Willis and Alvin Braggs haven't realized that they're just useful idiots, tools like my ancestors were to the same people that run the Democrat Party today that would have been slave masters if we were back a couple hundred years ago, or less than that, actually. So she's going to bring more of these cases on, but it's not just going to be about Trump. See, I think uh, Fannie Willis is emboldened now. End of black privilege rant. (laughs) Please like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to check out our other shows. Now, Miss Willis is going to be emboldened to do something. Why? Because Alvin Braggs just did. And her case is going to be even bigger. You can expect Rudy Giuliani, uh, David Schaefer, Trump's personal lawyer. Because remember, there's no such thing as attorney-client privilege when it comes to Trump. Um, Sorry, Giuliani as his lawyer and Schaefer as the president of the Georgia Republican Party. And I guarantee you Fannie Willis is being also assisted by treasonous, traitorous rat bastards within the Republican Party. Oh, I don't know. Probably Governor Kemp. And for sure, Rat Bastardburger, uh, Rat Raffensperger. So we, we can expect more news on that. Stormy Daniels told Pierce Morgan that Trump arrest shows progress for women. That right there is a joke, and that headline wrote itself. That headline wrote itself. Stormy Daniels, real name Stephanie Clifford, told Pierce Morgan that she did not believe there was a double standard in the treatment of Mr. Trump, a Republican, and previous Democratic politicians such as John F. Kennedy, Bill Clinton, and John Edwards. Hmm, John Edwards, I don't see that he got indicted uh, for hush money. Bill Clinton got impeached, but I don't see that, uh, you know, that his career was ruined. Uh, and, And John F. Kennedy, well, he met a worse fate than President Trump, so we'll give him a pass. She rejected the Republican claims that Mr. Trump was specifically being targeted by prosecutors. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to be mean, but I can see in these photos why uh, President Trump calls her horse face. Stephanie Clifford went on to say, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it, if you want to look at it, the positive in this is that we have made progress in our justice system and in our country and for women. What? Sorry, folks. I'm a traditional Christian. Save yourself for marriage like I did. Marry a woman. Then be committed to that woman for years. Going on over 26 years of marriage to my wife. I love her. She's my one and only. Women were more respected in the time when we respected womanhood. Womanhood for being mothers, for being wives for being homemakers, for being uh, the nurturing part of a family, even when they worked outside. World War II, women were still respected. They worked outside to help in the war effort, but they still were feminine and women. Oh, but it's progress for women, says the elongated face woman 
who we know what she does for a living. Okay, here's the leak story, folks. Trump wanted to hire Laura Loomer, and here is uh, the, here are the details. Former President Donald Trump recently told aides to hire Laura Loomer, an activist with a history of expressing bigoted views for a campaign role, according to four people familiar with the plans. Trump met with Loomer recently and directed advisors to give her a role in support of his candidacy. Two of the people familiar with the move said. On Tuesday, after Trump's arraignment in New York, Loomer attended the former president's speech at Mar-a-Lago. Some of Trump's aides were said to have concerns that such a hire would cause a backlash given her history of inflammatory statements and her embrace of the Republican Party's fringes. That proved to be correct. The New York Times report on the potential hire ignited a firestorm among some of Trump's most vocal conservative supporters and by late Friday, a high-ranking campaign official said Loomer was no longer going to be hired. Folks, what we just read here is President Trump had conversations with Laura Loomer about bringing her onto his campaign as a Trump loyalist. She has been loyal to Trump, so I shouldn't be doing air quotes. And that's a privileged conversation, but the New York Times got it. Where would they have gotten that information? It had to come from Trump insiders. They're leaking like freaking sieves. Reached by phone Friday morning, Loomer said, out of respect for President Trump, I'm not going to comment on private conversations that I had with the president. The president knows I have always been a Trump loyalist and that I'm committed to helping him win re-election in 2024. He likes me very much and it's a shame that he's surrounded by some people that run to a publication that is notorious for attacking him in order to try to cut me at the knees instead of being loyal to President Trump and respecting their confidentiality agreements. She knows exactly who leaked that information. Trump people who have confidentiality agreements who still leaked to the press. Now, the question I ask you, okay, I'm going to give you my answer. I was going to give you at the end. They shouldn't be leaking to the press. They shouldn't be leaking to the New York Times, which is totally anti-Trump. Why do they do it? Because look, Laura Loomer is a controversial figure. In 2024, President Trump should not associate with controversial figures. That's politics, folks. Now, Laura Loomer, uh, she has been, uh, she has been a victim of censorship and all kinds of crazy things. She's not necessarily my cup of tea. I mean, I like her uh, fine enough, but that's not the point. The point is, President Trump going into twenty twenty four has the, the deck stacked against him as far as all the animus, all the propaganda against him. Why fan those flames with incidents like when he and that was an ambush, of course, but with Kanye West. And with, um, what's his name, um, the other guy there that's supposedly a racist or what, have you, or what have you. Just stay away from those people. They just bring unnecessary, unnecessary um, controversy. These people should have just gone to President Trump and, and, and made their case. Don't get Laura Loomer on because she's kind of controversial. They'll make a big deal out of it like they did the Kanye West thing. President Trump, listen to us. Now, of course, we know that President Trump doesn't listen to advisors. He gets their advice. He listens to them. But he he walks to the beat of his own drum. So I ask, did they do the right thing? Did they know that perhaps Laura Loomer coming onto the, the Trump campaign would be more of a liability than an asset? And they knew that President Trump wouldn't listen to them. And they thought it prudent 
though not loyal, to leak that to the New York Times, who would make a big stink about it so that President Trump could see it and go, no, I don't want to do that. That's why I say it may not, it may not be cut and cut and dry as it may see, have seemed in the beginning. Maybe there's more to it than meets the eye. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Put it down below. So, Laura Loomer uh, was out before she was ever in. Now, one of the things they say that she is is uh, anti those who are of the Mohammedan, is that how you say it? The Mohammedan uh, religion. And I found, I, I know folks, this is one of my weaker segues, but here's a segue from anti-Muslim activist Laura Loomer over, um, oh, by the way, NBC News is making more of this saying how a tight circle of AIDS is trying to keep Trump out of more trouble. So, of course, these aides are the ones that leak to the New York Times. They're trying to keep President Trump out of trouble. What do you think, folks? you think if you knew that Laura Loomer was going to be a distraction and that President Trump wasn't listening to you, would you be loyal? I mean, obviously, I just would not leak. But as a former investment banker and a person in banking, when you sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, you take that very seriously. You just do not disclose. But would you, knowing that maybe President Trump was going to do something that wasn't, let's just take Laura Loomer out of it. If you knew, if you were advising President Trump and you knew that, and you knew that he wouldn't listen to you, or you were, you had very, you knew who would listen to you, and you had very strong evidence or proof that something that President Trump was about to do was going to be ruinous to his campaign, would you make a judgment call and undermine President Trump to help him? I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are down below. And then now this. I just found this to be so interesting. Federal report. Biden's Afghans directed racism, sexism, and verbal abuse at U.S. aid workers. Afghans brought to the United States by Joe Biden directed racism and sexism as well as verbal abuse at American non-governmental organization employees, NGO employees, who helped resettle them across the nation. Following the U.S. Armed Forces withdrawal from Afghanistan in August 2021, Biden opened a refugee parole pipeline that has resettled more than 86,000 Afghans in American communities, many without having to be screened or interviewed in person beforehand. Beforehand. Well, I say beforehand. It's beforehand. Happy Easter. Big hug to all of y'all. To resettle the massive inflow of Afghans, the State Department contracted with NGOs, that use taxpayer money to resettle refugees across American communities for the federal government, including Church World Services, Ethiopian Community Development Council, Episcopal Migration Ministries, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. I'm sure that went over real well with a lot of the Afghan refugees. International Rescue Committee, Lutheran Immigration, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, U.S. Uh, Committee for Refugees and uh, Immigrants and World Relief. Hmm. They didn't like, I don't know. It says, let, let's put on our thinking caps, boys and girls. The report says they, they hurled rec- racism and sexism and verse, verbal abuse at these U.S. aid workers. Could they have had problem with, I don't know, black development council workers or Christians or... Uh, Semites? 
or other Christians, Catholics, maybe they weren't cool with that. Oh, don't worry about it. We've got to make excuses for their behavior. Resettlement agencies attributed some inappropriate behavior on the part of Afghan parolees to the lack of cultural orientation. It's not their, once again, it's not their fault that they have backwards ideas. Like, they can't work with female caseworkers. Or they can't work with my managers who are black or Hispanic or women or Indian or Jews. Folks, if they're going to come to America, they need to assimilate. I love America. You know why I love America? Because we have blacks, Hispanics, whites, Jews. I like the old melting pot where we all come and we have our cultural differences. For instance, I am black and Puerto Rican. I am black and Latino, but I'm black because my, my mom is mostly a black Puerto Rican. My wife is Mexican, mostly of white European Mexican descent. But we assimilate into America. We grasp the Constitution, the uh, equal rights for everyone. And we believe in the Bill of Rights and all those things. So if you're going to come from any part of the world, you need to assimilate into our free society. Not the Georgie Porgy free society, but our society of freedom and liberty. But not these people. One Resettlement agency reported that a few local offices had issues of verbal abuse from Afghans. Check this out. Mostly those who were upset or frustrated by the process. Parolees had very high expectations and didn't understand the role of local affiliates and would become frustrated with services and housing. They suffer from mental and physical health issues and have the Roro virus. Oh yeah, we should just bring them in. But once again, they weren't vetted. That's all by design, folks. For instance, some Afghans reportedly expected the federal government to provide them with welcome money. Hey, welcome to the United States. Here's some cash money. Welcome to the United States. Here's some welcome money. Here's a rollout red carpet. Take off your sandals or your flip-flops. Let us kiss your feet. Others expected free luxury housing and were displeased with the actual housing that was provided to them. When I read that, I'm like, huh, hmm, let's look at the housing in Cabal. Oh, so they came from this and they were uncomfortable being in barracks, in NGO housing. I mean, you know, they this was how they lived before, but being in a modern, I mean, hell, we're doing them a disservice. They were living like this and now they have showers running hot water, flushing toilets. I mean, come on. These are all pictures I got from what Kabul housing looks like. This is a Google search. So they lived in this, but they're complaining about American facilities where, look folks, I lived in a third world country for several years. I had a business in El Salvador. I worked professionally and have my own business in Mexico. I know what this looks like. I know what it's like to live and work among people like this and serve them and love them. We love these people. It has nothing to do with the people, but their their quality of life is way less than the United States. And to come and to be ungrateful for what they've received is a slap in the face. All right, folks. If you appreciated 
my reporting, please do me a small solid. And that small solid is this. Just go ahead. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and the notification bell. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it on one of the major podcast platforms, make sure that you follow or whatever they have on that platform to indicate to that platform that you are a fan of the show. Don't forget that we have a sister channel called the BCP Report on YouTube. The links to everything I'm mentioning, by the way, are down below in the pinned comment in the description box or in the podcast show notes. Head over to the bcpreport.com. Uh, that's the shortcut to our other YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out my other show called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch that over at therealbcp.com where you can interact with me in a social media environment. Or if you just want to watch the uh, several episodes, uh, our latest episode was 315. It's uh, episode 15 of our third season that started on March 1st. Uh, you can go over to bcp bcpextras.com. The show is also available on all the major podcasting platforms. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, and God bless. Thank you for watching Open Source News. Please like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. Have a blessed day.